You're listening to the Grapes and Gorak Podcast. Powered by Overtime Media. Welcome back. Episode 144 of the Grapes and Gorak Show. I'm Grapes. I'm Gorak. Bi-week episode. Uh, the week before, we beat Miami. 5-1. and 5-1. and one. Going into the bye? I mean, in the bye? I guess we're past the bye. We are into the bye. We are on to Arizona. Arizona. We're on Arizona. Game. Home game against Arizona. I... If you had told me five and one, even me, as I feel like a, an optimistic Viking fan, someone that usually sees a little bit through some purple glasses, like I would five and one, no way. Four and two at best, yeah, I think. Four and two at best. It's not even like because who do we play with? The Eagles, Packers would have been tough. Miami's like whatever. Detroit. Detroit. Oh, Detroit. The Bears. The Bears and Week one was Green Bay. Eagles, Saints, Saints. Okay, I would. I probably would have been like four and two would be an amazing outcome. Three and three, I'll take because new coaching staff, some new players. You got to gel. And we're five and one. Blow it up. Should have blown it up. Should have blown it up. I know it's five and one, and we haven't, you know, blown everyone out of the building, and we, it isn't amazing, which has got everyone sort of being like we're calling us frauds, I guess, or even our own fans are like. Well, I mean, they barely win in these games. They're winning ugly. Winning ugly early goes out. A long way with the new coaching staff. Yeah, I'd rather be figuring it out while winning. And also, every game is close. Every NFL, like, how often are there blowouts anymore? At least we're just winning the fucking game. Last year, we were losing all these close games. Now yeah. we are winning yeah. them all. I mean, unless you're Philly, who's been really good. Buffalo, who's been really good. Like, even the other 5-1 and team, the Giants, is just winning ugly. They're 5-1. and Every game's a, a, a single-score game. Like... Everybody loves the 49ers, but aren't they three and four? Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, what do we. The Packers, aren't they three and four? The Bucks, aren't they three and four? Yeah. They're not winning ugly. They're not even winning. Yeah. So who's not bitching about winning? It's just like, unless it's a perfect game, like you want to talk about the Miami game. Yeah, we did. Our offense was basically horseshit besides three drives. But the defense picked them up. Yeah. Defense got some turnovers, like I, better than Miami. And that was our opponent. So I don't I don't know what to tell you. It keep stacking wins. Like, do I want us to play better? Yeah, I'd like to see our offense be a little more consistent. I'd like to see the defense not give up 500 yards. But I'd like to just see us keep winning. So however you got to do it, could be Detroit. Could be one of five. Yeah, stock down. Stock down on the Detroit Lions I don't as think, well. As same old Lions. So I don't know Miami in general. What'd you think? I again, the offense really stagnant. Defense giving up a ton of yards. But the defense they got, got turnovers. Stops. Yeah, they, they got, got stops, stops when they needed to. I mean, the the fumble they caused on Waddle, huge. It was like a complete momentum change. The uh, the first punt of the game, first drive of the game, we punted, forced a fumble right off the bat. Didn't recover it. Right? Didn't recover yeah. it. But like special kinda, teams, man. Like that punt from his own end zone that was like over Tyreek Hill's head, seventy five yards. Ridiculous. This Ryan Wright fella. We found us a great punter. That dude's very good. I, I mean, they helped win the game, the, the the special teams unit, because, I mean, offense was, again, it was hit or miss. Defense was – defense, I think, like, if you look at the whole game and what they gave up, because what was the final score? I don't even – 25, probably, 25. Yeah, we'll look it up. But, like, I feel like overall they – again, if you just forget that yardage is a thing, because we gave up yardage like crazy. But a lot of that's – you know, they'd get a bunch of penalties. They had so many penalties. And it's like, well, then they get more yards. But we didn't give up points. We caused turnovers. We sacked them a lot. It was, I thought it was a solid defensive effort. 
for as hard as it is to watch. Some of it's like, why are there guys running wide open all the time? But yeah, that's that the one, one thing I, I I don't really like about the defense. Twenty four to sixteen. So they scored sixteen points. Yeah. I mean that's that's. They scored thirteen in the fourth quarter. We it was. 10 to 3 going into the fourth. We put up 14, they put up 13. Well, in their last touchdown, we went real soft and let them go right down the field. So, like, okay, somehow, like, Tyreek Hill had like 170 yards. Waddle played great, and they couldn't put points on the board. So, I, I know they were shooting themselves in the foot a lot penalties, turnovers, whatever, but I don't know. I mean, Not you gave problem. up 16 points in an NFL game against, I know it's Teddy Bridgewater out there and Thompson, but they still had weapons. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought the defense played better than the offense. I did too. Yeah. And we ended up, I mean, only giving up 20 points. Isn't that what we said all year? Or Give up less than 20 season? points. Give up less than 20. And offense better score fine. over 20. I really oh. like the offense to score like 23 or more, 24 or more. 24 is a good number. Yeah. I think as the NFL modernizes, though, clearly you're dreaming more of like the 27. Yeah. But good offense a day. Is like twenty seven or more, but if it's like, hey, just just do enough to win, twenty four to nineteen. You know, defense does their job, offense does their job. Um, I mean, Jefferson played good, like always. He just Delvin Delvin had a game back home, and he had that his long run finally. We've been waiting all year for. Got fined for throwing the ball in the stands. The announcer was talking about how fast he looks and how he hasn't lost his step. Uh, he still looked like he yeah. was going to get caught. <laughs> I was saying that to Ben. We were we were actually watching in Chicago from a Vikings bar in Chicago, which was cool. It was all just Viking fans. But the guys, they're, one thing they did wrong is they're blasting the fucking audio in this bar. Like commercial breaks. You can hear like it'd be like a tortilla chip commercial, and you just hear the guy biting the chip, and it's like, turn this shit down. But, yeah, the announcer was like just going off about how Cook hasn't lost a step. It's like, I don't know. It looked like he was going to get caught there. Looks like he lost two steps. <laughs> a great run, though. He needed that. It was his his homecoming. And then Pat Pete got uh, pick in his. I guess he's from Miami, too, or somewhere. Yeah, in has never won in Miami oh, his really? entire career. Yeah. Oh, he got a nice interception. Teddy just lobbed one up there. Uh, it almost looked like Peterson went down on purpose, which annoyed the shit out of me. The guy was, like, next to him, but he kind of slid. And it just always reminds me of that Packer guy in the title game who slid and he had all this grass in front of him, and then they ended up blowing the game and losing. Because it, Miami did end up scoring. They attempted an onside kick, which they possibly could have got. And then it's like, well, maybe you don't slide there, Patrick Peterson. But good pick. I liked it. I don't like our idiot kicker missing extra points all the time. Yeah, you know. I, I'm starting to think Greg Joseph. He's just Greg Joseph. Yeah, he he's definitely losing his uh, his third leg. Yeah, that third leg. He might leg, just be leg Leg Greg. Yeah, regular leg Greg. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's he's he's missing the long kicks, and he's randomly shanking extra points. Like I just hate it. It's so annoying. You go get a touchdown, and then you miss the extra point. It's just annoying. It's even more annoying when Dan Carlson has made 39 straight kicks. Yeah, that's brutal. That is brutal. And, and great kicks right down the middle. You know, he... Reminds me of Justin Tucker, always right down the middle. That's a shame. I but, mean, even Riley Patterson's doing really good. And we had him last year in camp. I mean, oh, I, I'm not right? saying, yeah, I'm not saying Greg Joseph's been bad, but he's just been Greg Joseph. And we were really hearing about this great camp. 
he had like a good. I think he had a good preseason. He did. I don't think he missed a kick. In the yeah, preseason. and now it's it's just Greg Joseph. Yeah, he's just, which is just he's Dan Bailey, which is just Kai Forbath, which is just the same shit we've always had, which is an unreliable kicker. Yep, and yeah. the worst part is, is I'm gonna stand behind his back, calling him third leg Greg until we get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. We got his back. Um, any yeah, anything else with that game? I mean. It's I, nice getting out of there with a W. That's the thing. And I do think we played better than them. I know, it w- again, it was the third-string quarterback, second-string quarterback, blah, blah, blah. Also, it was fun to watch Teddy. Like, I wasn't expecting Teddy. Yeah. Disappointed he wasn't starting. And then he comes in a quarter in. Yeah, a quarter in. It's like, all right. We get, uh, if we Smith sacked him like six times. Yeah. I mean, not – I mean, we sacked him like six. But Zedarius is fucking awesome in that game. I mean, he, yeah. he definitely, like – Big factor. Patrick Jones, I think, had two sacks. He had two sacks. He yep. looks pretty good because Wanham was sick, I believe. I think that's so, right. Yeah, it was a. It was. It reminded me of the Saints defense from the the Farb year, where they were just bad, but they were opportunistic and they creating turnovers, creating turnovers, and like just creating a negative play that ruins a drive. But like, it and that's just it's almost like a different way of. Which is funny because this defense is supposed to be. We are supposed to give up yardage. It's like a bend but don't break thing. But I didn't know that would like create like more turnovers than the Zimmer D ever did. Because Zimmer didn't like his defenses. We always talked about it. We didn't get strip sacks. We never got like interceptions that often. It was. It's almost like he was worried about giving up yardage. Yeah. Didn't care about taking away the football. Yeah. And we're more like, who cares about the yards? Let's take away the football. And then when he gets the red zone, really. That that's when we worry about field goals, not touchdowns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It was a good win, 5-1, and one, like we said. I mean, they're a quality opponent. They were missing Teron Armstead. I feel like that was a bigger loss than Tua. Not our fault. Okay, yeah, we can only Beat play. Him. Hey, the Packers played Taylor Heineke this week. Lost. Should have fucking won that. Like well, I, Again, these are all professional football players. The Bucks played P.J. Walker. Lost. Yeah. Only we, scored three points. We lost to Cooper Rush last year. We lost to Andy Dalton, uh, I think, two, two years, years ago. Like, we, we have done our fair share of uh, blowing it against games you're supposed to win. And I wouldn't even call an away game at Miami, regardless of their quarterback, just a, a, a gimme. Yeah, I, I was, was going in like expecting tw- to lose, honestly. like I was like, this is probably the letdown game. We were, we're getting a little too too lucky here that we're pulling Second string, third string quarterback. Like, it just, yeah, trap game. Yeah. And, we, for the most part, we had like a this. I felt like a, a good stranglehold on the game, and then we kept not capitalizing on offense. We kept forcing them to punt, and then we didn't do shit. And then we forced them to punt again, and we didn't do shit. And then they finally had the ball. It looked like they were about to go drive for the go-ahead touchdown, and it's sitting there like, we're really about to go down here. We've all played the whole game, and then Jalen Waddle just fumbles the ball, and it was like, all right, all is right in the world. That dude looked pissed. Yeah, for the next, for the rest of the game. Yeah, he was furious. And then he got hurt. Like I think he got like a wind knocked out of him. Yeah, it was rough, rough finish for him. Because then there was, I think it was the, te- uh, the Teddy threw a pick after that, and yeah, the wheels kind of came off for them. Yep. And we gave him a cheap touchdown at the end. You know, it was nice of us. I thought yeah. it was nice. It was real nice. Gusecki hit like the worst gritty anyone's ever seen. Did yeah. you see our celebration by our defense in the end zone? Yeah, we uh, hit the waddle. We hit like every celebration known to man. Like people are like laying on the ground doing CPR, but then Dancer comes walking in doing the waddle. <laughs> it's nice to be able to make fun of someone else's or like mock it because every fucking team we play does the gritty just to be like, oh, we scored on you and Jefferson and you know. So it's like, all right, hit him, do the waddle. 
You know, it's actually really fun that when we force a turnover, we now get to do those fun little like picture shows. Because we we, we're the, a happy team now. We, yeah, we never did those with Zimmer. No, no ever. No, come on, this is this is football. This is a serious. Not, thing. Yeah, not even when we were really good in going to the title game. The only well that year. I feel like maybe it was more offense. They did do all those fun celebrations in the end zone, like freeze tag, the duck, duck, uh, gray duck. That's true. They well, did. the offense. The offense did, yeah. It was most, well, yeah. Pat Shermer let them have fun. Yeah. Zimmer's like, I don't know those guys. That's that's the other side of the ball. I only work over here. But yeah, they always, they did a lot. Freeze tag, that was a great one. Someone else should do that again. Because remember Case Keenum just standing there? No. Look great. Look great. <laughs> uh, we did like a... There was one where like people jumped like fleet frogged each other. Yeah, I remember the leapfrog. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. was that in Chicago too. I don't know, but I know Jarek McKinnon was involved and a couple linemen. But yeah, those are some good celebrations. Now we just do the gritty every time, which that's fine, whatever. Yeah. Um, all right, should we? So we were going to talk because it's the bye week, sort of our. It's a little earlier than midseason, but sort of our midseason awards and uh, what is a what is the opposite of an award? A D ward. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, they're 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 definitely a they're they're midseason rewards. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna do our MVP on offense, MVP on defense, least valuable player on offense, least valuable player on defense, and then some surprises on each side of the ball. Do we want to start with MVP offense? Yeah, we're gonna. Go I feel on. like we have the same one. Well, I mean, depends. one year you took a left turn, so we'll see if you did it again. I mean, is it Kirk Cousins? Mine is not Kirk Cousins. Is it Justin Jefferson? Absolutely, it's Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Justin Jefferson's awesome, again. Is that who you yeah. have? Okay, I thought for a second you were going to say Kirk Cousins. I was like, this is probably his worst year as a Viking. No, this was just going back to the yeah, last time. to the I said Kirk one. Cousins. Kirk Cousins, he's been great. Um, yeah, <coughs> Justin Jefferson. I feel like he makes this entire team go. He had the two bad two bad games, week two and three. Yeah. Week two, we clear. You I know, mean, the whole team was terrible. garbage. I mean... It, Terrible, terrible game all around. Then Throw you come, that one out. Then you come back, you play the Lions, and he also doesn't do very good. Yeah. It's like, oh boy, like did did the league just finally figure out how to take care of Justin Jefferson? No, what do you Turns out no. Three hundred yards the last two weeks. Yeah, he's just been dominating. So and so many times he's right at the end zone. Poor guy can't get in. Even last week he was screaming up the sideline and like jumped and the guy pushed him out of bounds yeah last year he was able to kind of like get in there but i don't know every time justin jefferson gets inside the the 20 Mm -hmm. is he gonna score like i almost think he's going to score every time he He usually did like and that was even early in the season when kirk cousins was saying like you're really good at getting in the end zone at the end and the last couple times he's been you know they've stopped him but yeah i guess it happens i don't know how he keeps getting wide open on these crossing patterns because like people need to I don't know if they're planning on like switching off and nobody's switching off or what they're planning on doing, but I and he's really good. I don't know if it's play design, but whenever he runs like the rub routes, yeah, he's very good at attracting the defender to mm-hmm. the other defender. Like he had some really nice routes against Miami, where like they were stacked on one side. Yeah, he took like a inside move and then wrapped around with the, and let the. The other guys kind of clog up the thing and just get wide open. He had, he was even bragging about it on the sidelines. You see, see that move I put on him. So, I mean, without Jefferson, this team's the offense is definitely. I mean, if we, if there's one player you can't afford to lose on offense, I'd say he's number one. Well, Kirk Cousins is number one. He's number two, non-quarterback. Yeah, that's not because 
the thing about a quarterback is we're going then to Nick Mullins, which has then ruined your team. Like, at least KJ Osborne, Thielen, Rager could, like, piece it together to, like, still function as an offense. You lose Kirk Cousins, you're... I mean, you're not good anymore. You're done. Uh, who would be your third? I would say Christian Darasa might be the third. Yeah, I think Darasa. I mean, he has been a... Like, he was... I have... If we're talking MVPs, I had him as, like... He's up runner there. up over Kirk. Like He's I don't know. There. So yeah. Jefferson. Easy. Easy easy call. I think that's I think he's number four in the league. No. Yeah, number four in the league. Yardage wise? Yardage wise. And that's without the extra game. Yeah, because we had a buy. Guy's killing it. So yeah. uh we want to go Oh, that was also mine. I think I think that made that clear. But uh defensive MVP. Um I've got Delvin Tomlinson. Okay, I like it. Okay, I do not have him. So, Delvin Thompson, though, I feel like super under the radar, underrated how good he's been. Yeah, I think he's just overall super consistent. Yeah. He creates pressure when he's pass rushing. He always seems to make a stop when he's in the area in the run. I game. haven't remembered one time where I'm like, what the fuck, Delvin Tomlinson? And the coaches have made it a point to be like, no one's talking about him enough. Like, he is absolutely like a key piece in our defense. I think yeah, I think I think Delvin Tomlinson definitely like controls the run game yeah. and is the guy in the in the passing game because from honestly, the interior guys. Yeah, yeah. And well, I'm not even like too impressed with the edge rushers for the most part. Maybe at maybe as a group, yes. But like You're talking about my defensive MVP here. You're not impressed with Zadarius Smith? Zadarius Smith, I feel like he's only had like Two really good games. I don't know. Like, I feel like he's been easily our best player on defense. Interesting. Okay. Well, we, you know. We'll, we'll make your case. Um, how, how? I mean, he basically won the Miami game. I mean, you're going with the whole like he's only had two good games, which might I'd have to like look it up. But that could be could be could be more inconsistent than Delvin Tomlinson. Yeah. But I think he's been more impactful, probably partly due to the position he plays. Because he gets sacks and he gets big plays, whereas Delvin Thompson's more, uh, he's, you know, meat and potatoes guy that you're not going to see as much. But to say you're not impressed with him? I mean, he's... This Pro Bowl are easy. What, he's got like six sacks already. What do you have, five in two games? Oh, my. Two against Rodgers. Don't give me this Jared two, Allen fucking two argument. Against, two against Rodgers. They all count. Three, they no, all no, count. no, which is fine. He went up against a backup uh, tackle, and he murdered him. And he goes inside. Which he, which he, goes, he should do. No, like, Zadarius Smith is a lot of fun. I just, I don't know. I I feel like it's only been two games where I'm really like, wow, Zadarius Smith, like, that dude's sweet. I feel like the other games I'm going, like, you know, I wish I could see more Zadarius Smith, but that's maybe because he's just attracting a lot of attention. So it's like, where is he? Maybe I, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna look up his. Uh, I mean, his his tenth best edge rusher in PFF. I mean, he seems like he's a pretty talented guy. Oh, interesting. I don't know what tw- how good twenty nine pressures is. Oh, that's very good. Uh, well, I was gonna six look. games. Is that five? Is that five? Well, maybe two? they're all in two games, Ryan. You know, I maybe would, the, maybe he's oh I'm the, sorry the disappearing. Act, oh I'm you know? sorry. I, I just you know you're over here. I mean, sure, say your point for Delvin Thompson. Where's his stats? You know, I don't see any. You know, not even a sack yet. I, I was just saying I wanted to see more from Z- Zedarius Smith. That's I'm just, sorry, I'm wrong. Well, you don't. You know, I mean, you didn't lose the argument. You, know, you don't just have to concede like that. That's a shame. Well, I don't have I don't have my phone out in front of me. I don't have these Delvin Tomlinson PFF grades in front I, of me. I, I can pull it up for you. Um, Darius is the 15th best edge rusher. So I lied. 
But I want to see where how is uh, the the pet. Uh, what did I say? Pressures. Yeah. Can't see. But let's look up uh, our boy Dalvin Tomlinson. I know his is good because I looked these up earlier. Sixteenth best interior lineman. Okay. I mean, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, I, I, eighty I feel, pass rush grade too, which among, I, I feel like we have fair arguments mm-hmm. for both players. He's the seventh best interior pass rushing player. Oh wow! Because his grade against the pass is actually better than his grade against the run, which is also very good. Right on. So that's interesting. I mean, I wouldn't have. But I knew he's doing I, good at it. I just didn't. But twenty nine pressures—that is very impressive. Yeah, I think it is. I just want to like. I was gonna see if it actually. I feel like five, like like that breaks down to five a game. I yeah. feel like that is got to be top ten, if not top five. I feel like he's been so impactful. Like he's been Zadarius Smith from two years ago. Like, I mean, he's completely outshined Hunter. Hunter's you learn in a new position and whatnot, and I yeah. think he had a pretty good game against the Dolphins. But I mean, only two games. That was the Jared Allen argument all the time. So also, you're totally wrong. So Packers one sack, Philly one sack. Detroit, no sacks. New Orleans, one sack. Chicago, half a sack. Miami, two sacks. Sounds like he's been playing pretty consistent. Sounds like he had one game against Detroit where he didn't get a sack. Right on. Now, sacks are sacks, though. You know, you never know. That could be a... Five and a half. What is he on pace for? 12? 13, 14? Well, that's one a game, essentially. Oh, that's true. So, 16, 17? With the half game miss here and there. It's probably more like 14, 15. It's a good year. It's a good year. To go along with... Times three for pressures, 90 pressures. Also, I feel like that's very good. I feel like that's uh, defensive player of the year kind of numbers. Yeah, you know, the thing is, you know, poor little Delvin Tomlinson, there's no, it's hard to find the stats to back up what he's done. The only one you can really do is a PFF grade, which he's been spectacular at. So we'll Um, give it to him. Yeah, so least valuable On offense or defense? Offense. What do you got? I wonder if they're the same. Okay, I'm going to go with Irv Smith. We are the same. Okay, so let's talk about Irv Smith. And then I, before the show, I said I have like three guys okay. that like I could throw in there. So least valuable, I feel like he, he just – he really hasn't done anything. A couple touchdowns, but like he's just been completely not impactful. So one of those things, like, are they, like, replacement level? Like... Yeah. Like... I mean, the, his, the way he's playing so far this year, he's been basically Irv replacement. Smith. Could anyone Johnny do that Munt, Yeah. Have you seen a difference when either of them are on the field? No. And maybe my expectations were too high, because I think they probably were for Irv Smith. But I like, think maybe for everyone. Yeah, Irv. I mean, there were some people that were like, why do people think he's good already? And I was definitely like, why do you not think he's good? Like, he, lo- he looked great. I mean, he never had a huge year, but he's been kind of banged up. And But I thought, like, trajectory-wise, and I still think he can be a good player. But in this offense, I really thought, oh, he's going to – it's going to be a lot – maybe a little – some George Kittle-type routes, some stuff like that. And it has just been – he's just been a normal tight end. Like the – He's been the Tyler big, Conklin. I figured, like, the big Higby games would yeah. be consistent Irv Smith games. Yeah. So, like you said, the Kittle games, essentially. And, like, he's – He's kind of like a, you know, he's not the big tall tight end like Kelsey or Gronk or whatever, but he can do that, those routes that like a Kittle does, and maybe he can't. Maybe he just can't. And yeah, as far as least valuable offensive player, I think, I mean, you said you had a few, but 
The I offense think, has been like overall pretty rock solid. So it they haven't been a you know blowing you know blowing everything up, but like they're they've been good for the most part. So it's hard to pick one. Yep. Um, I'm gonna leave one off because I realize that he is my biggest disappointment on offense. Okay. Yeah. So uh, my second one, I was thinking um, Adam Thielen. So I actually was thinking about him too for either. Least valuable or biggest disappointment, and like I don't know, I looked at his stats. That was the one I pulled up with the stats, and like sixty yards a game. Like I've, I've, the only thing is, I think a lot of that was a couple games where he's in garbage time when it didn't really matter. But there's been a couple games where he's gotten some really tough third downs. He's had a couple touchdowns in the back of the end zone. Like I feel like to call him least valuable is harsh. Yes. Has he been the feeling uh, like we talked about the DeFilippo year where he had a hundred yards every game? He ain't that. Like he's past that point of his career I feel like yeah you you have a better argument for calling him biggest disappointment than you do for least value yeah, he's definitely not least valuable player. yeah because yeah. like I can see people and I'm not one of them but I can see people going well you know all this talk about Jefferson in that Rams offense like why not Adam Thielen you know he's the number two guy just because mm-hmm. they only have Cooper Cup well, we have two good receivers. Yeah. And thinking that we were going to be... I mean, honestly, like the offense as a whole hasn't been as good as we'd hope. It's been good, but we were really hoping like Cook, Jefferson, Thielen, Irv Smith, Cousins, the new th- Coven O'Connell. A like, well-oiled machine. Yeah, it is not a well-oiled machine. Like At times it looks really good, and we have been scoring enough points to win, but it's not a well-oiled Which machine. Which is pretty exciting going forward, knowing yeah. that... like. We're winning games. We're putting up 24 points a game, and we're still not there yet. Mm-hmm. There's still and we a still lot think more there's yeah more up. that we can do. Thielen right now has 29 catches, 284 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, five for 60 a game. That's what he yeah he's you know four for 50, six for 60, eight for 70, four for 30, four for 30, and like the last few years like he hasn't had a thousand yard season since 2018 when he had 1300 yards and nine touchdowns. But I know he's been hurt. Every year he seems to get hurt for like three or four games. But, you know, 2020 he had 900 yards. We had 14 touchdowns. Last year he had 700 yards and 10 touchdowns. So, like, and, it, you know, I don't know. Receivers, it stuff comes and goes. It's like when Jefferson had those two bad games, and then all of a sudden he's blown up again. But touchdowns, I mean, you're always expecting regressions with touchdowns, and the dude just keeps finding the end zone. Yeah. So. And, and if he's just going to keep scoring touchdowns, I don't care if he only has 400 yards, if he, he has eight touchdowns. And he's not, like, dropping the ball. I don't know if he's getting as much separation as he used to. Probably And not. it seems like every time he gets up, it looks like he's hurt. Like, it seems like he's playing through pain this whole season. So, again, like, least valuable is, is harsh. Even biggest disappointment, I feel like, is harsh. But he's definitely past his prime. Like, yeah. he's on – he's still a good player, but he's on that downward. Yep. I wouldn't mind – keeping our eyes out for another good receiver in the draft, you know, to be the future of Jefferson and yep. whoever it is. Shit. Draft somebody uh, super high and Thielen into the slot. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't even matter. They all play. Draft mm-hmm. another guy who's interchangeable. I don't was care. It, was it Thielen that played the slot in DeFilippo's offense, or was it Diggs? Thielen. I feel like it was Thielen, and that's why he was getting fed, like, ridiculous amount of... Yep. Uh, it was uh, always one of those things where I was like, why aren't we... <laughs> Throwing to Diggs, like, yeah. you know, Thielen's good, but, like, Diggs is faster. He can make mm-hmm. more happen after the catch. It's because we threw 50 times a game and had no offensive line. So it's quick passes, quick passes. Um, all right, so that was your – well, your it was Irv Smith. Yep. Mine was also Irv Smith. 
Oh. So how about your defensive, defensive least, least valuable, valuable player? Um, I'm going to combo this one. Okay. I'm gonna. It's going to be hilarious if it's the same as me because I think it might be. Lewisine and Andrew Booth. Okay, so that's not what I have, but that'll come up later. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, those are – I mean, they're least valuable because they're not playing at all. Like, and it sucked. Like, But it did suck before like Seen even got hurt because he was the third string safety. That seems concerning. And then Booth – I mean, partly he's been hurt and partly Dantzler's been good. Peterson's been good. And Booth, we haven't got to see him. So both of them have been first and second round pick. A first and a high second. Eh, but pretty high. Yeah, 42? Yeah. And they've had no impact. It's a 5 and one team, and our rookie class is basically, what, Ed Ingram? Yeah, because Tyson Chandler, IR, Jalen Naylor, whatever. Irrelevant, yeah. No other rookies on defense. The one Asamoah dude. not doing... Asamo has been he's, in there a few times, but yeah, he hasn't done anything. Caleb exciting. Evans, I would say, has been the he's the second most impactful, probably. Yeah, and it's I don't know if he's been that great. I know in the Saints game, he immediately got picked on when uh, Dantzler came out. I mean, and the fact that I don't even know if Booth was active for that game. Like I just, yeah, Booth and Seen. Whole I don't again. It's kind of like Irv Smith. I still feel like they could be good players. It's just for it's just annoying. Yeah, that like wasted, not wasted, but this year wasted. I mean, Booth, I guess at some point could. But if Dantzler and Peterson continue to play well, he's not going to get a lot of playing time. He's not playing the slot, so no. you need an injury to even get an opportunity. Sullivan's been solid. Yeah. I have no complaints. Yeah, he's been... No, no gripes with that, man. Yeah. No, uh, he's not a bad player. He's, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, my biggest... Or wait, this is... LVP. Least valuable player on defense is also a combo. Okay. It's the inside linebackers. I yeah. See, I... Before I went with Seen and Booth, yeah. I was like, God, is it Kendrick's? Like, no, maybe it's Hicks. Well, I, I'm not really sure. I know for sure it's the two rookies. I'm going to go with them. <laughs> so it's like the constant slants and like the, the, the RPOs behind them, and they just seem like they're always lost. Like, I'm sure they're fine in the run game. It's these over-the-middle wide-open players, and from my eyes, it seems like they're staring at the quarterback and the receiver's running behind them, and they're not feeling where they are. So I looked up their uh, PFF grades. Horrible, both of them. They're like in the, their coverage is like in the forties, like failing grades. And it maybe it's a hard scheme. Like you're putting a lot of pressure on those two because those, those both those guys are known for coverage. Like Alexander those, Johnson and yeah, freaking maybe. who are the other like Bears linebackers? Well, and the, Todd and, Davis and the, and the Bronco ones that did it. Um, Alexander Johnson's yeah, one, one of them. Too, yeah. Well, there's a couple that we wanted to pick up to this year that had Josie Jewell. Yeah, Josie Jewell, and there's yeah. So, it, I don't know because like Kendricks is a good coverage linebacker, and he doesn't seem like he's just not getting a feel for it, or something's yeah. different with the with the way the defense is, or something. But both of them have been. Someone's got to get blamed for all these yards given up, and I'm blaming those two because I feel it's like the two th- corners have played well. It's either those two or Donatello, and it. I mean, oh, it, it. I'm I'm going coaches too. Like I would say, it's partly Donatel, but if someone's not strictly some, players, if I'm doing strictly players. I it's got to be the middle linebackers. I looked at the whole defense's uh, grades, you know, and the safeties are terrible too. But it's like all they do is back up, like they they're just playing over the top. So like I don't know how that grade works. Because remember, Zimmer's defenses always gave great grades, like J. Ron Curse, 
uh, Anthony Harris. Xavier Woods. Yeah, all of them would come out like looking like champs. And in this one, apparently not. Because I wouldn't say Cam Bynum or Hitman have... Cam Bynum, you couldn't even find him, which is good because, like, you know he's not fucking up. Yeah, and, like, he actually was one of the guys I was thinking about, like, least valuable. And I was like, well, he doesn't do anything. Right. But, he also doesn't but screw that's gotta up be, Yeah, but that's got to be a good thing. Like... Because he seems to be around the football, yeah. but not, like, closest defender around the football. Yeah. And he hasn't been, like, burned over the top. Like, so it's just, he's just sort of there. Well, which and is fine. Seem, but, well, oh, PFF, horrible grade for him and for Harrison Smith. But the two worst by far are those two linebackers. And everyone else, Dantzler, Patrick Peterson, the edge guys, the whole D-line, including Bullard, all have really good grades. So, again, someone's got to be blamed for this yardage we're giving up and all these wide-open over-the-middle passes, blaming it on Hendricks, and I'm blaming it on Hicks. And they're my least valuable defensive players. I, I have no argument. Sounds sounds fair. I do like that the two guys that I have as my LVPs I think are good players that could definitely turn around. Yep. And if they do, suddenly this defense could be even better. So at least it's not like having you know Ole Udo be your weak link and you just uh, know Ole Udo is going to be the weak link for the rest of the year. Well, uh, who was arrested? This week, did we we didn't get rid of him though, right? We just no. Okay, we no. should. Um, apparently, I I told you this weekend. I think he was caught drunk driving. I also heard that it was actually because he was like following like this one girl around and like following her into the bathroom and shit. So Ali Udo, yikes! Stock down, stock down on Ali Udo. The stock oh. was never up. This this it's been a yeah. But I mean, it just keeps going down. Yeah, can stocks go negative? <laughs> Do not buy in. Um, you want to take a break real quick before we go to surprise and disappointment? Yeah, we'll hit a break. Right on. We'll jump into the biggest surprise. Uh, we'll do offensive first. I'll take it off. I'll, I'll go with Garrett Bradbury. He's also mine, Garrett Bradbury. I mean, I think expectations couldn't have been lower. And he has been solid? Solid, solid to good? Yeah. There, there hasn't been a stretch in a game where I say, oh, Bradbury again. Oh, yeah. Bradbury again. And that Bradbury was again. very commonplace his first three years. Like, it was an, like a often thing where it's like, damn it, he's getting walked back into Kirk all day long. Like, this is a problem. I don't feel like he's been much of a problem at all. No, the whole offensive line. So so we we both agree on Bradbury, so I'll also throw in Ed Ingram. Yeah, he's we'll a, just combo them up. He's an interesting one because I feel like he hasn't been as good as Bradbury, but the expectations for a late second rounder that was kind of felt like a reach. He's and we been have a been through very the very good surprise. We have been through the White Davis, yeah. the Drew Samia, Aliudo, just well, yeah. the, more or less the the White Davis where it was high draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Highest draft pick, higher expectations. It was like all right, and disappointed every yeah, time. We'll just we'll just drop him down. Like if he ends up starting a couple games towards the end of yeah. the year. Hopefully he looks solid, but just right off the gate, you know he's had some bad plays. Here he, and I there. feel like he's been our worst lineman, yep. and he hasn't been that bad. He's still been better than Ole Udo, Drew Samia, Bradbury over the years. Like he's been, there's been a few places like, oh well, Ingram just got beat bad, but it hasn't been a constant issue. Oh. I certainly wouldn't be like we need to bench him and try someone else like we did with all those other guys. So, yeah. Definitely not in the like he, he was in my running for least valuable player on offense only because all the other offensive starters are pretty good, but he would never be like in my biggest disappointment because he's been a, a good surprise. So, yep. but yeah, Bradbury, I think he's 15th right now in PFF for linemen. 
for centers. Middle of the road. Middle of the road, which is much better than he was before, and he's you know he still does the getting out in front on swing passes, screens. Like he's still good at the run blocking stuff. So it, he's good enough that I would be very happy if all of a sudden we resigned him. Yeah. Uh, honorable mention, Alexander Madison. Yeah. He, interestingly, like didn't play at all last game, but was he banged up going into it? I think so. Because Cook took like all the carries, but yeah, he's been better than we ever give him credit for. I mean, there's been quite a few guys in offense that I feel like have been pretty solid. So, oh yeah, it's been a. Been a, it's been a good year on offense. Oddly, still not as good as we think it can be. Oh. Uh, um, mine was also Gradbury, so you can do your... Biggest surprise on defense. Defensive surprise, yeah. I think I'm going to go with Patrick Peterson. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, he started off slow, and even last year, I know it's, you know, 32-year-old Patrick Peterson, don't expect much. But last year left a lot to be desired. Yeah, he was very mediocre. It wasn't like... I mean, we didn't expect prime Patrick Peterson, but it, yeah, he was just like a, a average corner. Yep. You know? And this year, I think he, he's been better than average. He's not he's not like your shutdown corner, mm-hmm. but I think in this defensive scheme, he's still like a number one corner, still a top 32 corner that you can start, plug in, shut down... Oh, Shut, you know, shut ish down one side of the field and not have to worry about giving up a big play. You know, he'll still give up 12 yards mm-hmm. on third down every now and again, but he had the pick, was it two weeks ago? He had the pick versus Miami. Pick versus Miami. Yep. And like. And he had a couple deflections that game. I feel like his, this year, he's gotten better and better each week. And if he continues to play like he did with Miami, then he's, again, he's not quite prime Pat Peterson. But he's deserving of being a number one corner. Yeah, you can tell he's getting more yeah. comfortable. Yeah, in the scheme. So, where do you think he ranks among corners on PFF? Now, there's 32 number one corners. There's 32 number two. So there's 64 starters. I, I would say he's probably that 24 to 27. He's 19th. So cool. like top 20 right now. I mean, again, not that they're you know everything they say is 100, percent but it's something. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean he's. After the first, I feel like the first two games, I was like, "Ugh, Patrick Peterson!" Like, I feel like he's struggling, and he's yeah, he's just gotten better every game. So, my biggest surprise on defense that we're doing surprise, yep, Cam Dantzler on the other side. So he's the thirty fourth best corner on PFF. So one of the best number twos, and I mean, obviously he won the Bears game by stripping up all the way, but he's always been good coming up and tackling. He kind of could have went two ways. Like he could have lost his job to Booth. And he, I mean, he had some bad moments last year. The Seahawks game, he basically blew. He got beat in the end zone in the Detroit game. And so far this year, I feel like he's been pretty, like, I have no, I'm not like, we need to get Booth out there. Dantzler's been good. Yeah, he he impressed his rookie year. Yeah. And then regressed mm-hmm. last year. And kind of seeing a pattern yeah. between a couple couple players. Um, and now they're starting to shine again. Yeah. So it's, it's nice. It's nice to see, especially with Dantzler. Like, I, I mean, I bought his jersey. Like, yeah, he had high hopes for him. Third round pick. Yeah. He's a third round pick. And he, like, he was a third round pick that fell because he ran a really bad 40. But until he ran that 40. Yeah. And he was super skinny. Like on the field, everyone was like, this guy could be a late first, you know, second rounder. 
And then he, yeah, he was super skinny, ran a slow, but the talent was there and, you know, he's long and he's not afraid to go hit, even though he weighs like 180 pounds. Like he gets in there, he makes plays, he strips the ball. He's always trying to punch the ball out. So it, yeah, I just, something about him, he seems like maybe his, he sometimes lacks confidence or he gains it. And like, it's when he's, when he's feeling good, it seems like he plays great. So I don't know. It's both the corners. Like you go into the season, it's Patrick Peterson and Cam Dancer are your starting corners. I feel like that's like, ugh, that could go south quick. And yep. It hasn't at all. Like we're not like shit. We got to do something. We got to get Booth ready. Like we drafted Booth, and I think a lot of people were like, he'll be the second corner. He'll take Dantzler's job. Well, and, you know, Dantzler's played well. So Dantzler Peterson. Peterson seems like he took Dantzler under his wing too. You know. Yeah. He's always talking about him. Yep. They're a lot of fun. It's a, it's a nice little one two punch on the mm-hmm. defense. Uh, that brings us to base disappointment. Biggest disappointment on offense? Offense. What is mine? I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, you know I, what? That's not a bad one. I mean, last week he played well, so it's hard to say now. But, again, yeah. when you look at this offense, you thought he'd have a lot of running room. Yeah, and he just he doesn't cut back like he used to. He doesn't you know, evade tacklers like he used to. Again, it looks like he lost a step or two. Mm-hmm. You know what I've noticed with him? He likes to bounce it outside a lot. Like, all his cuts go towards the sidelines. When when you watch the really good runners, even Peterson will always, like, he'd cut up the field and go north, like, and then another cut up the field. And Cook just, he seems to be mostly trying to race to the corner. Race to the corner. And he's, he can't do that anymore. He almost got caught when he was doing his little, because he always likes to kind of do the little trot into the end zone where he knows he's faster. And all of a sudden he had to speed up. Dude was about to get him. And it's like... Maybe you maybe you have lost a step. So yeah. it, hopefully he builds off this last game because the last game he even had a couple other decent runs. It wasn't like the big run was mostly what made his day. But and also if I could say a non-player, like I don't know if the run blocking is as good as I'd hoped for how good the pass blocking's been. Like I don't we're not getting him a ton of holes, you know. Yeah. So but his his reading of blocks even seems a little worse than it used to be. Yeah, I don't know. Um. So, yeah, I and, like, thinking about, the, again, this offense, like the Kevin O'Connell, they're going to run this wide zone, they're going to run some inside zone, you got the two the receivers, they're going to have to cover Jefferson. Like, you'd think Cook would have some monster games. Averaging eight yards to carry on, like, you know, 15 touches yeah. and stuff like that. And yeah. the worst part is, I, I don't know if you watched, like, much of the Raiders game, but Jacobs gets, like, four yards before he gets touched. And he's getting, like, chunk runs, no negative runs. We have like a bunch of negative runs, a bunch of runs for zero. I was rewatching the Dolphins game a little bit, and it's a lot of drives. It's like first down, we run it, second and ten. It's like, well, that sucks, you know. Like I don't, I don't know. So reminds me of the last two years. Yeah, ever since Gary Kubiak left, like it just seems like I don't know if our again, yeah, Cooks maybe lost a step, and our offensive line is just a little more pass. They're a little more finesse, you know. Hopefully Ed Ingram can change that a little bit as he gets better, move some people out of the way. But, yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. Hopefully Cook builds on that. But, yeah, disappointment-wise, I expected more out of him. Yeah. Uh, my biggest disappointment is going to be K.J. Osborne. I also felt like he'd take another leap, and I feel like he's having less of an impact than he did last year. I feel like he was, like, a pretty big piece last year. He, yeah, he's not getting the ball as much. And yeah. I don't know if that's because he's not getting open or – but there was also – was that two weeks ago I watched? I was rewatching the game. And there was a play where he was running a crosser route in the red zone. And he, like, 
pulled up before he even got to the end zone. And I don't know if it was like a decoy route, but I felt that if he would have ran that full speed, he would have scored a touchdown. But I think we ended up settling for a field goal yeah. on that drive. I mean, he had the game winner against Detroit, which was probably his big play of the year. But I think he's got like like 180 yards or something. He just is for, – for last year, I just felt he made some really big plays quite a few times. And this year he's dumb made one, I feel like. Yeah, he made – the well, the Panthers game. I feel like he had a really big day. He well, scored the game yeah, winner yeah. last year, and he had a bunch of uh, big catches in that last drive. Yeah, it, but even working its way up to that game, it was like, oh, KJ Osborne here, yeah, there, yeah. and then that was just like his like breakout game. It's like, yep, mm-hmm. all right. So what we are seeing, what we have seen in the past, is actually real, and you just you don't see that. And it kind of really. goes back to. The, the expectations for this offense. Like, I expected in this offense for Delvin Cook to be really good. I expected KJ Osborne to make a leap because we're going to run more three wides. It's going to be more passing. Like, we're passing more than ever compared to, like, the Zimmer days. But none, not a lot's going to Osborne. And again, is he not getting open? Is it just not designed for him? Are we really just, like, it's Jefferson all day because he's really good? Like, I don't know what it is, but with what my expectations were going in, I thought Osborne would be more of a a piece in the offense. And he just seems like you could replace him with like anyone. Like the replacement level thing. Yeah, he doesn't seem to get separation, but I feel I feel like for a couple games there at the beginning of the season it was like, all right, besides the Packer game, like Jefferson's not getting separation. Elon's yeah. not getting separation. Mm-hmm. And those two have kind of figured it out on their routes in this offense where KJ is just KJ covered like I, I was watching it again the dolphin game and i think this is either the first or second drive it's a third and seven and they run a slant to him and like gets him in the hands but then he gets hit by a, a you know it's a tough catch he gets hit he drops it but it's just like that's where i would have liked to see you make just continue to get better like you were doing and make that catch and get us a first down but it's like yeah. oh tough catch he dropped it okay maybe he is more of a wide receiver three four not maybe like if if they thought there was a chance he could potentially become Thielen's replacement I don't think he's that. You no, know? maybe he is just all BC Johnson in yeah, a different body. You know, and it, you, you know, we were like, oh, he's a really good third receiver. I think uh, if he continues to play gigs, like everyone has a KJ Osborne. No, he's not special. You know, he's not a bad player. He's a very fine wide receiver three, but but it's not can, somebody where it's like I gotta get him on a second contract. Yeah, you could just replace him with the next you know wide receiver three, Jalen Naylor. Yeah, so I would say he's been a. Uh, Disappointment. Yep. I like that. Um, Is that it? Is that no? We're going to defense. Defense. Uh, I'm going to roll with Daniel Hunter. For biggest disappointment? That's not bad. Okay. Again, you picked a guy who had a good last week against Miami, but it's been a slow burn for him to get into the flow of this offense. Yep. And it just seems. Or defense. It just seems like he's just. Not not around for the most part at, through six weeks. Like you said, last week he had a good week, and I feel like he had a sack against the Saints. I think he did, yeah. I think so he like I, so he might. He's probably. I feel like he's coming along. Yeah. But just as a whole, it was like right, Hunter standing up, rushing the passer. He seems to drop back into coverage more than I'd like. I agree. There's been. Quite a few times where it's like, oh, my God. And he's not good at it, which I don't expect him to be good at it. No, it's like like, the advantage he has is he's long and maybe he can get his hand up and knock down a pass. But that's where it ends. He's not good in coverage. And, again, I don't expect him to be, but they kind of drop back a decent amount. It 
be interesting to see what he would be able to do if he was in the Zadarius role where he got to go inside more and rush from different places. Seems like that's sort of Zadarius's job and he just is either rushing his lane or he's dropping back. So, it, And I think it's because he's like such a freak athlete where they're like, it's going to take some time, but like you're going to be able to do this. Yeah, I mean, Zadarius already knows how to do it. He was in this scheme before. I mean, Hunter's learning a whole new thing. I get it why he hasn't been as impactful, but yeah, if you look at the season as a whole, he's been a relatively decent disappointment. Oh. Now he's, I think we've said this about quite a few of them, he is definitely someone I still expect to continue to get good, I would not have traded him. Like yeah, I think yeah, he will be I, a good player, and he still is a good player. But yeah, he isn't Dale and, Hunter in the Zimmer defense. No, and maybe maybe he is just best suited for the four three defense. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean I don't think he can get double digit sacks in this defense. Right, right, yeah. And if you did end up like maybe drafting one high or finding a replacement, because I mean Zadarius is kind of an older guy, so you wouldn't want to rely on him. But like I wouldn't be opposed. If you did get his replacement, trading him after he proves this year that he's healthy, that he's good to a 4-3 team, that gives you like two firsts in return. Yep. And if he does eventually become a free agent, I would strongly advise him to go back to a 4-3 defense. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, hopefully he changes his mind or changes our minds by somehow dominating the rest of the year, yeah. but we'll see. I mean, I expect him to be good. And I think, again, his his PFF grade is also very good. It's like 21st or something. So Zedarius was like 15th. He's like 21st. And he's been, I think, really good against the run too. Like yeah. Setting the he, edge. he has been, yes. So, I mean, he's he's a very good all-around player. He just, when we saw how good he was in the Zimmer defense, getting sacks and being disruptive, we're not seeing that yet. Yeah, it's just, you know, expectation-wise, Yeah, he's been my dis- biggest disappointment mm-hmm. from his play level from where I expected him yeah. to be. I expected him to be, you know, Top five edge rusher, just yeah. like I've seen in the past. I expected him and Zedarius to be very similar. And right now, Zedarius is outplaying him. As yep. far as like big impact plays. Maybe Hunter's in there doing the dirty work that we don't really know as much about. But Zedarius has made far more impactful plays. Yep. My biggest disappointment is actually your two LVPs. Lewis Seen, Andrew Booth, super disappointing start. Like You're the third string safety behind Metellus. Obviously, sucks you broke your leg, Fourth too. Fourth string. Fourth string. Well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's two starters and there's a backup yeah. and you're the fourth. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Andrew Booth has been, you know, like if you had told me, like, guess what would sort of be the downside of Andrew Booth, it would be this constant injury thing because he had constant injuries at Clemson. The soft tissue injuries. Yeah. And it's like, God damn it. And you know, then you watch, uh, was it Brisker? Yeah. From Penn, uh, Is he the one who just one handed intercepted it last night? Yeah. They got him after we took Sin. Yep. And I know it's early, and I still think Sin could be good, but, like, that guy looks good. Yep. So, and then I, they took... Well, um, and then there's also, like, the corners who were taken after Booth who are really good, like, Trequel and... Uh, yeah, Kobe, that one's... Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Were they third round? I know Woolen was a third round. Woolen right? was fifth, I think. Yeah, so I, that, I feel like that's less fair to be, like, now that we've seen seven games. Like, if we'd have passed... If we passed him in the fourth and fifth, I, like, I'd be more annoyed. I'd be like, no one would have taken him in the second, so... I, mean, I don't know. I don't I, hold that against Booth. I had a second round grade on Booth. Oh, second, well, he's tall. He's long. Tall, he's long, fast. Um, still not concerned about the trade downs with uh, Christian Watson, though. So you know, No, we got, it, we, we got Ed Ingram. Ed Ingram, Ed Ingram saved, saved Quessy. Ed Ingram for Christian Watson. All day. Saves that trade. Saves that trade. And saves both the we trades. We have no clue. It's still way too early to know how that's going to end up, you know? 
Oh. Kyle Hamilton's also a third string on his team. So, fuck him. Dude sucks. Dude sucks. Um, all right, so that's... That's the mid-season That's the mid-season report. report. You know, that's the Grapes and Gorak mid-season report. Uh, Vikings 5-1. and one, And I was looking at the NFC playoff picture. It's really weird looking because all the other good teams are in one division. So when you... They can't finish ahead of us. If, like, if we take first in our division, the second and third place teams in the East are automatically wildcard teams. So do you know who's... So number one is Philly right now. We're number two. Do you know who the number three team is? Number three team. So that they like if the season the ends Seahawks. today, it is the Seahawks, and they're four and three. Yep. So they're two games behind us, and then you know who the next team is? That leaves the East, which is or the South, uh, the Saints or the Bucks. It's the, the Bucks, Bucks at three and four. So interesting enough, if the Bucks lose this weekend, and the I think the Saints have a bye, and the Panthers win this weekend. <laughs> the Panthers me. are the division leaders. I mean, that's just embarrassing. That division's terrible, and the Bucks are going to make the playoffs because yeah. those other I think teams are the best terrible. Team. I think they they, they might they, they might be seven and ten, yeah. but they'll make the playoffs. So, like, this is the best year to be. It's like a good year to be good because all the other good teams are in one division. And only one of those teams can leapfrog you and be the one seed. Like, obviously, the one seed is the best because, well, obviously, the home, best, but yeah, home, home field, field and the only team that gets a bye because they got rid of the two buys. Yep. But to know that at least we would have home field the first and probably the second game because the even if like we finish 10 and 7 and Giants finish 14 and 3, too fucking bad because yep. the, maybe the Eagles finished 15 and 2 or something. Like, it was just funny looking at it that the Seahawks are the three seed right now. And they're two games behind us. Oh, which makes the Niners three games behind us. Yeah, and then the Packers are three and a half games behind us. Like, it's early still, and we could certainly blow half. this. Two and a half. But we had a tiebreaker over them, too, so yeah. fuck them. Yeah, three and um, a half, essentially, then, yeah. Yeah, just, I don't know. It's, it's, we were 50% right now on the percent playoff percentages. 50% to get the two seed. Not just to make the playoffs, to get the two seed. Wow. Because of how bad the NFC is, except for one division. Which, I don't believe in the Giants still. And I know they probably say the same thing about us. But, like, god damn it. They, uh, Daniel Jones? I, I don't, don't trust Daniel Jones. They don't have any weapons. Yeah. Evan Neal just got hurt. I don't know yep. what happened to him. How but, like, that's got to be a huge thing. The defense, I think the best thing they have going for them is Wink Martindale. Yeah. I don't think they're a very good group. but I think they have a great coaching staff. It does seem like Dayball gets his guys fired up. And, I mean, they, they're... Yeah, they love playing for Dayball. They're winning somehow, but I believe in the Cowboys more than I believe in them. That defense the Cowboys have is nasty. Yeah. Like, that offense has got some issues, and Dak but that, seems... But the right, defense, defense is... is a, you want to talk about, like, top units in the league. Like, that defense is... I don't... Is there a better one? They're good. And then the Eagles are, are the best team in the NFC. You know, the only argument you could have made, and this was before the Chiefs put up 44 on them, was the Niners. Yeah. Well, the Niners had some bad injuries, too. They lost Mosley, their starting corner. They had a couple other injuries. So, it, knock on wood, how about the Vikings injuries problem? Like, zero. Lewis Seen. Seen like, and Booth? Give credit to whatever the hell we're doing. But, I mean, fucking Booth was hurt the day he had, showed up. And people had issues with us firing Sugarman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever, that guy. 
He was just some guy they knew, like fucking Andre Patterson. Oh, I know his name. We can't get rid of him. Uh, our offensive line has played every game together. I mean, you see the Packers last week? Bunch uh, of nobodies. Bakhtiari's out, so they move, and then they move Jenkins inside. Like they had to do all kinds of reshuffling. Lazard got hurt in the game. Like I just, for how, you know, something terrible happened now because we bring it up, but we've been we've been getting the, the injury luck our way so far this year. Yeah. Um, all right. Should we hit some some uh, NFL lines? Yeah, let's hit some lines. Uh, let me pull it up. We're gonna do a little uh, do a little fan duel maybe. Yeah, fan duel sounds good to me. We're no longer sponsored by uh, God. Who was it? My bookie. My bookie. Yeah, they lost. <laughs> that was only a year and a half ago. I don't even remember. Yeah. All right, Thursday night football: Baltimore Ravens at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bucks coming off a horrific loss. Mike Evans bribing refs. I don't know if you saw this. Yeah, about I don't know this. what was going on there. No, it sounds like he was giving him a guy's number to train golfing or something. Yeah, I'm that. sure. I can't sure. imagine two refs would be like. First off, Mike Evans. That's the autograph you want. Mike Evans. Nah. Tom Brady's in the game, and you want Mike Evans. I would rather have Chris Godwin's autograph. Anyways, but you're just going to do that in plain sight? Risk your job? Like, I don't buy that. It was anything. Yeah. I, on a sheet of fucking paper? Why would you want Mike Evans' autograph on a, like a like a post-it note? Yeah, not, so, not on a helmet any piece a of football. memorabilia. How many yeah. footballs could the ref, ref could easily a take a sock. football? Yeah. He's, he's going to get a guy's autograph on a... Fucking post-it note, dumb. Uh, but still funny that like it was a whole controversy and like it looked yeah. weird on the film. But Ravens at Bucks. Who uh, got? I'm gonna go Ravens by two and a half. Ravens by one and a half. I'm gonna take the Ravens. I'm gonna take the Bucks. Okay. I feel like they're 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 down hard right now. Tom Brady. A lot of people throwing dirt on him. So this is usually when Tom Brady decides to turn around, right? Like Tom Brady, but you can't can he anymore? That's the problem. I don't know. You know, like. But if he's gonna. This is the week. Thursday Night Football Thursday after night. getting his ass Na- beat by the Panthers. National television. Yep. It's, it's Brady time. Yeah. You took the Bucks. Though. I'm taking the Ravens. Yeah. You took the Bucks. <laughs> yeah. I know I did. Yeah. I lied to you. Uh, Broncos <laughs> at Jaguars. <laughs> Broncos, Jags, Jags by... What a horrific game. Jags by three. Jags by two and a half. Oh, they gave Broncos half a point. It... it so bad. I saw an article which I Sports Illustrated, so it seems like it's probably sourced. And they were like, the new ownership group is seriously considering just getting rid of that hack it already. Smart. That dude sucks. <laughs> He's so bad. Holy shit. They didn't score a touchdown again. They're so bad. Russell like, Wilson trade, worst trade since Herschel Walker. Like, if this is him, if this is what Russell Wilson is now, that trade is so fucking bad. Yeah. And not, that's our boy Patton. Not, not only just like the picks, but. I mean, I guess Noah Font is Noah Font, but like Shelby Harris was like pretty good. Yeah, I mean they could use Shelby a tight Harris end. two first and two seconds, and they're two and five. That pick could end up being top seven, top five <sighs> potentially. Bad, and then also like you're just sort of gonna keep pretending that Russell Wilson's gonna be good for what two more years. Three? No, no, they sent him to a giant extension. Wait, I know, but at some point you're just gonna you're gonna cut him like you have to. But yeah, they're going to at least years. two minimum, three probably. And if they really want to just stick their head in the ground and pretend it's not a problem, it'll be like five years. But yeah. He sucks now. Imagine him in three years. It's like George Patton only hired uh, Nathaniel Hackett because he thought he That's, was getting in. I Rogers. think that was the plan. Like He was like, we're going to get Hackett and we're going to get Rodgers. And then he got Hackett. Rodgers stayed. And he was like, fuck, Hackett sucks. 
I'll have to trade for Russell Wilson, I guess. I, I, gotta get Wilson and he's like, I have to get an elite quarterback, otherwise I'm out of a job. Turns out Russell Wilson, not an elite quarterback. Yikes. Uh, I will take the Jags. I'll take the Jags, too. Love right the home. Jags. Let's go NTN, you know? It's his job now. Fuck that guy. Bears at Cowboys. The Bears coming off a fucking ass-whooping of the Patriots. Yeah, Beatdown on Monday night. Cowboys by six and a half. Fuck the Bears. Cowboys by nine and a half. I'm taking the Cowboys. Basically, they're taking that Bears Patriots game. And they're like, that means nothing to yeah. us. Like, fluke. It should mean nothing. It just Both gives the Bear fans suck. enough hope in Justin Fields that they won't take a good quarterback next year. It's oh. fantastic. Yeah, Cowboys by we nine need, and a half. We need two more of these games. Yep. Also, keep winning. I go go seven and nine. Go six and eleven or whatever it is. Like. Oh. You have three wins. Your team's horrible. Uh, Yeah, the more you win, the happier I am because you are not good enough to make the playoffs. Do they have their own pick? Yeah, this year I believe they do. do. Because this last year they didn't. Gotcha. And they traded two picks. Yeah, the one in the draft itself and then one more. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Cowboys. Bears... I'm not buying it. No. I saw a lot of their fans on Twitter like, oh, fucking A, a couple years, Kings of the North. Yeah, no. Yeah, not a chance. Okay. One game. I mean, wasn't it like two weeks ago they were showing clips of Justin Fields on the sidelines, like basically contemplating his life decisions? Yep. So Now they're showing clips of him on the sidelines, stretching out, looking at the uh, the iPad. Oh, yeah. I uh, saw that. I saw that. Uh, Raiders at the Saints. Raiders at Saints. Saints by three. Raiders by one and a half. Interesting. I don't right? know who the quarter. I think they're not telling you who the quarterback is yet. Winston or Dalton. Okay. That shouldn't matter. Uh, take the Raiders. Uh, I'm going to take the Saints. And we're going to move on. Yeah. Panthers really at Falcons. <laughs> Panthers, Falcons. The wow. one game out of first Panthers versus the one game out of first Falcons? Or are the Falcons worse than the Panthers? No, I think they have the same record, but oh, they don't have the tiebreaker tie over, over the, the Bucks. Bucks. Right, right. Um, oh, I mean, but both these teams are right. They're closer to first than the Packers are. Yes. Proud of these teams. These teams are winners. And they both only have two wins. <laughs> um, I, game, man. I'm going to go Falcons by three. Falcons by four and a half. I'm going to take the Panthers. I'm going to take the Falcons. Yeah. Home team. Yeah. Just, I, well, I still think like you fire your coach, you get the one, you, you get rid you of McCaffrey, <laughs> and you kind of well, they didn't they fire their coach two games ago, or was this the first? No, game? I think this was the first game. I thought we talked about it though. Yeah, we did. Yep. And so then they traded McCaffrey, and then I feel like, like oh, nobody believes in us. They show up, they beat the crap out of Tom, and now they're just gonna mail it in the rest of the season. I think. I think I'm gonna take the Panthers. Okay. Okay. You get four and a half points, so I'll take the. I mean, I, the Falcons I, to cover four and a half. Time, this time, I'm only betting on Ben McAdoo, not bet, not Ben McAdoo and Matt Rule. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, you said you were never going to take the Panthers, but Matt Rule's gone. Matt Rule's gone. They didn't even let McAdoo be the interim, so that's big. Uh, Pittsburgh at Philly. Pittsburgh at Philly. Oh, Philly by like. I'm going ten and a half. You hit it exactly. Ten Fuck and yeah. a half. I'm taking Philly. Philly off a bye. Yeah. Pittsburgh I mean, off of whatever the hell you want to call that. Should sh- it wasn't even. They a lost slacking. by six, but their quarterback threw two picks. Like he just doesn't look ready for like, which is fine. He's a rookie, but Philly's gonna smoke him. Yeah. Poor Tomlin's gonna lo- have his first losing season in 16 years. I mean, that's what happens when you have Ben Roethlisberger. That's a good run though. And yeah, yeah like that. 
That's what happens when you have like coach combo. Like it, it, it's a big deal. When and I mean that defense has been good for years. So he's doing something right. I mean the fact that they're even in these games is like they lost to Miami by six. They got their ass kicked. Yeah, like this Pittsburgh team sucks. So uh, I'm gonna take Philly. Miami at Detroit. Um, Miami by four and a half. Miami by three and a half. I'm gonna take Miami. I'm gonna take Detroit. Stock down. I just think it's so. I do Lions. find it hilarious that they're one in five. Like everyone, just and not even like obviously to start the year because of hard knocks and because every year everyone's like, well, watch out for Detroit. But then they were like, were they one in one? And they had the then, highest then scoring they offense against, in the league. Yeah, they, they blew the lead us. to us. They got shut up by the Patriots. Like they suck again, and no one is on their bandwagon again. Every person is just talking about the same old lines. And like. Dan Campbell on the sidelines when they like blow plays and everything. Yeah. Like that that's a man who looks lost. Like I don't know what to do anymore. And he's already like a gimmicky coach. And if yeah. you look lost and you're gimmicky And you're like, bad at managing the game. You're, you're bad at managing timeouts. Yeah. You're bad at managing like decisions. Yeah, what are you then? You're just a gimmicky rah rah guy. Like Dan Campbell, sorry, but you sir are a tight ends coach. Yeah. I mean, what's his name? Zimmer? interviewed him for a pretty sure OC job and didn't give it to him. I think so, like, yeah. Maybe he's like, this guy's a fucking clown. Uh, anyways, next up. Wait, did you take... You took Dolphins, I took Lions? Yeah. Uh, Patriots... I'm skipping our game. Patriots at Jets. Um, Brees Hall, torn ACL, sad. Very Jets, sad. J- Jets are 4-2, and two, right? Jets are 4-2. and two. Patriots just got... just 4-2. and two. Do they have a bye already? Or maybe they're 5-2. and two. I think they're 5-2. and two. Jets by... Four and a half. Patriots by one and a half. I'm a, I'm a, I don't like the Jets either. I don't know if you watch Zach Wilson. Not really. This dude runs in circles so much. Like someone compared him to Fran Tarkington, but obviously without the like ability to make a play out of it. But the running in circles behind the line, like you'll never see Kirk Cousins do that. Yeah. The ball comes out on time. And if it doesn't, he's going to his next read, his next read. And he's taking a sack. This Zach Wilson fella, just, just of, he's like a Madden player, like just running in circles behind the line and then completely doing nothing with it. Matthew Collar on Twitter compared him to uh, uh, kids in the '90s trying to uh, replicate Brett Favre making plays. Yeah, it's like every play, the ball never comes out when it should. So it's just I can't trust that. I don't even know how they're winning. I mean, you lost Brees Defe- Hall now. Defense and run game. They lost Elijah Vera Tucker. Out for the year. Brees Hall, out for the year. Both out for the year. So, like, now what? You're, you're going to rely on James Robinson, who's looked terrible this year, and then Zach Wilson, who runs around like a lunatic. So, Elijah Moore wants a trade. I think this team's falling apart. I bet you the Jets don't make the playoffs. I'm going Patriots. I'm going to take the Jets. Belichick. Belichick. Did you say back. it was Belichick. Jets at home or Jets on the road? Jets at home, underdogs, to a 3-4 and four Patriots team who just got there. They're only 3-4, huh? By the Bears at home. Yeah. That's revenge game, Bill Belichick style. But dish best served cold. It's I'm a, taking Bill. It's a Belichick week and a Brady week. This is it. Otherwise, throw dirt on I, I wonder what the parlay of those two. Oh, I guess the Patriots are uh, favored. Yeah, they're fucking favored. They, yeah, that's bullshit. Uh, Titans at Texans. Titans. Texans. A classic AFC South matchup. Two teams that nobody cares about. Except I'm, for uh, I, Phil. I'm, Titans four and a half. Titans two and a half. I'm gonna take the Texans at home. I'm gonna take the Titans. Damn it. 
I like uh, I like Vrabel. I just think he's a good coach, and they they love Coach Lovey Smith. Lovey Smith just I just watch their offense. It's like first down, Damian Pierce, six yard run, second and four. What would you do? Just run it again, right? Why wouldn't you? No, shotgun five wide, incomplete pass, third and four, run it two yards. We're punting. It's like what are you doing? Your team is not good. Just run the ball, and they run it well. Give it to your one good player. Yeah, you've one good player. Davis Mills, five five wide instead. Terrible. Uh, I'm gonna take the Titans. Next up, Giants at Seahawks. What a game! What is that? Six and one versus four and two, four and three, five yeah, and two, four and three, four and three, four and three. Giants at the Seahawks. Someone's got to win. Someone's got to lose. Giants at Seahawks. You can consider now the Seahawks do get twelve players, so remember that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Seahawks by one and a half. Seahawks by three. So they're pretty much calling these teams even. I'm gonna take the Seahawks with the twelfth man. I think I want to take the Seahawks too, just because I fucking hate him. But there's something about Pete Carroll. Yeah, as much as I hate him, that guy's a good coach. No, he his players play for him. I I and I also like him more now. Because I hate Russell Wilson so much, the fact that he traded that guy away, and Geno Smith is w- playing way better than him, and Pete Carroll's probably just like living his best life. Because preseason, I was like, "There's two teams," I think I said two that I felt like were totally garbage and barely trying to win: Bears and Seahawks. Pete Carroll, whole time he's probably like, "Fuck, I'm trying to win here. I'm 75 years old. I'm going to win here. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's Geno it. Smith. Yeah, trying. He's like, "I got Geno. I'm going to draft this tall corner in the fifth round and." Let's ride. Oh. As, as Russell Wilson would say, right? Uh, Let's ride, Broncos <laughs> country. <laughs> Broncos country. Robot Russell. Let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. So I'm starting to come around on this Pete Carroll fella. You know? Really like how he And totally he's like stuck 76. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to take him over the Giants. I I don't like the Giants. I don't either. I'm going to take I'm gonna take Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Washington Commanders at the Colts. Uh, no Matt Ryan. Colts by... One and a half. Colts by three. Heineke versus Ellinger. I'm going to take the Commanders. Yeah, I'm going to take the Commanders, too. I think Ellinger could be very bad. It's a bad. terrible football game. Terrible. Commanders handled the Packers last week. Wild. God, that was fun to watch. I don't Like, what are they going to do with Matt Ryan? Like, is he was he that bad? I didn't really see a benching coming. No, they... I don't know. It I know sounded, he didn't play good. No, it sounded like they... We're just like, yo, we're going to have a run game and a good defense. and None of that's happened. None so of that's like, happened. This is pointless. Our yep. team sucks. Because then it's almost like, can you just trade them to, like, I don't know, someone that could use them and make, like, is there a team that's, like, really bad at quarterback? I don't know what how much he has on his contract. Oh, but it's yeah, that's pretty significant. But, I mean, you already traded all the dead money away. It's not like you signed him to a contract extension. Oh, yeah. Should be you think they could, fuck, they could cut him maybe. Yeah. I just wonder what team would like need a quarterback. I don't know. Maybe we'll hit one. But it seems like a waste of his like last year, last couple years, to just be like, yeah, you're on the bench now, buddy. But I don't know. He doesn't. He isn't good either, so fuck him. Yeah. Uh, I'll take the commanders. The commanders. 49ers at the Rams. Is that Saturday night or Sunday night football? That is probably America's game of the week. No, that's just a regular. There's two really good afternoon games. All right. Well, I'm going to go. Oh, no. There's This is America's game of the week. 
Is this uh, at? This is at Rams. I'm going to take the Rams by three. 49ers by one and a half. I don't think people like this Rams team. No, it's not a very good Rams team, but I'm going to take them. I'm going to take the Rams at home, too. I think they're too good to just continue to, like, they're going to they're like figure that. it out a little they're more. They're coming off a bye. Yeah. yeah, I think I'll take them. And the Niners just got their ass kicked. They've got some problems on defense. I mean, they got Christian McCaffrey. The Rams apparently offered four picks in Cam Akers for him. Niners offered four picks. Yeah. But must be better picks, maybe. Yeah. So, battle of two teams in the same division fighting for the same guy. That's crazy. Uh, uh, we both took Rams? Yep. Okay. Sunday night football, the Packers at the Bills. Uh, I cheated. I heard that this is the first time in Rogers' career. I think it's the first time in Rogers' career that he's been a double-digit underdog. Okay. Bills by 10.5. Nailed it. 10.5. That's embarrassing for Green Bay. That they're. I mean, the Bills are very good. It's an away game. I'm. But it's r- like... In his career, it yeah. should be Rodgers versus Allen. Yeah. Maybe it should be like a maybe five Bills maybe Bills by five and a half. Yeah, I mean, what do you think? We're there in two weeks, three weeks. I'm guessing we'll be dogs by like six, seven. It ain't gonna be ten and a half unless we like completely shit the bed the next two weeks. But if yeah. we show up there, let's say we go one and one in the next two games. I bet depends on how clean we play, but I honestly think it'll be probably be seven and a half, eight and a half. If, what if we played right now today? Like we were going there, you think, seven and a half, eight and a half? Eight and a half. Give them, they give them the whole touchdown, huh? I think so. Here's the thing. If it's Sunday night, give them 13 and a half. But we're playing them at noon. Kirk at noon, six and a half. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Let's ride, Russell Wilson. Uh, <laughs> Packers, Bills, ten and a half. I have the – that is a big spread, though. Like, I think the Bills are going to win this game. But can can Rogers cover ten and a half? Bills ten and a half. I'm taking them. I'm taking the Bills too. Packers can't score. Yeah, they uh, the both well the one rookie is bad and hurt. The other rookie keeps dropping the ball, and then Lazard was in a sling. So who are you throwing to? Yeah, Cobb's hurt too. Uh, obviously, Tungin? the 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 running backs don't do anything for them. I mean, AJ Dillon had four carries. So, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, they're going to have to play ball control. you got to keep it away from fucking Josh Allen. And the thing about the Bills, they just keep trying to score. Yeah. They ain't fucking around. So, that I think it's more likely that the Bills beat them by 31 than the Packers win the game. I probably jinxed it right there, but. Yeah, I would say probably. 21. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> three scores. They beat them by, yeah, one. they beat them by three scores more likely than the Packers winning. That probably yeah. actually is. I don't even know. But, yeah, like. I, I would bet, bet on that I bet, before like, I would bet the Packers. Mathematically, it is probably more likely that <laughs> the Bills beat them by And that's not even a – I mean, it's a slight at the Green Bay, but it's also – the Buffalo Bills are really fucking good. Yeah. So, uh, Bengals at Browns. Bengals at Browns. Bengals at Browns. Ohio. Ohio, no. <laughs> Bengals good <one>. by <laughs> two and a half. Bengals by three and a half. I'm going to take the Bengals. I'm going to take the Bengals. Burrow looks great. He has gotten in a groove. Yep. Hard to lose with him on your fantasy team, and I pulled it off. So, at a boy, tough break. Way to do that. But you had Tyler Boyd, so fuck you. Also Uh, lost. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, At Browns, I mean, 
I think they can hang with with bad teams with Brissett, but when a good team is here, I think they're going to lose. So, yeah. Bengals. Philadelphia. Oh, wait. Is that? No, that's next week. We already said Philly, right? So, that's the Monday night game is the Ohio. Philly's on by. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right. Wow. So, now we go to the Vikings game. Noon. Cardinals, Cardinals. at Vikings. Cardinals coming off. Did the... They... They'll win against the Saints Thursday yeah. night football. Oh, Thursday night. Okay, so they had like a little bit of time. Vikings by five and a half. Vikings by three and a half. I'm taking the Vikings. Taking the Vikings. Three and a half. They think we're only a half point better than that Cardinals team. Yeah, apparently. Again, we've won ugly, so not a lot of respect for us, but the Cardinals haven't been winning, so kind of, you know. Like, yeah, and they're not them. healthy. Yeah. Are they not healthy? What's their situation? Well, they got Hopkins Brown, back. Hollywood Brown is oh, yeah. hurt. Who was their other receiver? Not yeah, Hopkins, Hollywood. Well, AJ AJ Green got benched. Oh yeah, because Rondell Moore's on their team. I thought they had one more receiver, uh, anyways. Um, I know like Connor's banged up. That I mean, it really it's like is Kyler gonna have a good game or a bad game? Can we keep him corralled in the pocket? Can we keep him from doing broken play nonsense? Like he seems when we used to play these scrambling quarterbacks with Zimmer's D, I always hated it because I felt like we were bad at it. But with this scheme where it's like don't allow bad, big plays. So you go ahead and run around all you want and then throw a seven-yard pass. I don't really care. You know what I mean? Like, at some point, he's going to fuck it up. So hopefully we can just corral him and then, I mean, offensively, I feel like the Cardinals' defense isn't that great. They've got some decent names like Isaiah Simmons and Buda Baker. Yeah. Baker. Like, But they've never really put it together. Yeah, I think also, it's like a fun fun defense in theory. Yeah, but yeah, fun defense on paper. It doesn't, doesn't ever, like, really show up. And also, the King, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury is terrible. So, I mean, how many delay games are you going to take in the red zone? Kyler Murray's really coming off the field screaming at his coach. Like, are you, like, what is wrong with you? Get the play in. I don't know what, he kept yelling, calm down. But I don't know if Kingsbury was mad at him for not getting the play. But they, delay games or calling timeouts after plays, it's like wild how many times they do it. They seem poorly coached. That's basically my point here. So, Uh, Vikings by a million. Six and one. Six and one. And then after that, it's. Headed to wa- Commanders to Washington. Oh. Both these games were going to be favored and they're winnable. Home against Cardinals, away to Commanders, and then it's the Bills game. Both seven and one, possible, or they could be eight and one. I don't know when they're buying. I, I think they'd be eight and one. They'll probably be coming off a bye or some bullshit like that. I wonder how Kevin O'Connell is off a bye. You know, we don't know. His first coach would that be week ten? I don't know. Week nine. What is it? Week now? Week seven right now, right? Yeah. Week eight is Commanders. Week nine is the Bills. Yeah. All right. I don't think we're gonna lose a game. Proud of us. Yeah. Sixteen one. Let's go. 